0: Welcome into the Thunder Basketball Universe. We are officially one week away from the 2021 NBA Draft. If you're looking for a one-stop shop on all the information you need before draft night, you are in the right place. Plus, stick around for our flavorful off-court mock draft. Things are going to get interesting. Let's get to it. It's the Thunder Basketball Universe. If you have listened to our recent podcast, then there should be a date that is circled on your calendar that is rapidly approaching, and that's the NBA draft. We're recording this episode on Thursday, July 22nd, which means that the draft is now officially one week away, just seven days. Nick, this time of year is just so, so exciting. What is your favorite part of draft time of year?
1: I'd say just the the rampant speculation, the unknown unknowns, as they <laughs> say. Uh, just all the things that could potentially happen. I feel like everyone in the week leading up to the draft is kind of on pins and needles. Mm-hmm. They're waiting to hear if there's going to be trades. You know, now the Milwaukee Bucks have, have won the NBA title. Paris, you and I watched that game game six together. That was yep. a lot of fun. Now that the, the finals are over, it is really total focus on the NBA draft. There's the possibility of wheeling and dealing. We'll see if any of that happens or if that only occurs actually on draft
0: night. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the draft and just like the draft time of year in general is just the excitement that all of these young players coming out of college or coming out of their year removed from high school, what that is looking like for them right now because they're doing workouts. They're out here interviewing with teams and it's just full of so much hope and excitement and anticipation for one specific day. And it all just culminates into one moment. And let's put this excitement into a little bit of perspective. Nick, you have written an article that is now up on OKCThunder.com. No shame in our promo game here. (laughs) And it really really illustrates the emotions that encompass draft night itself, just through the eyes of some of our very own players on this roster. I, I think my favorite one, though, is Isaiah Roby's story. And a friend of the pod, he kind of he kind of illustrated a little bit of that to us, but just being from a hometown and a very small hometown, it was just really cool to see the whole town rally behind him.
1: Right. So the story goes that in Dixon, Illinois, which is a town of about 15,000 people, uh, Isaiah Roby was the first ever person to be drafted into the NBA draft from his little town. Um, this place is about Oh, you know, an hour and a half, two hours west of Chicago, kind of not, not a whole lot going on out there. Um, <laughs> but so when Isaiah got drafted in the second round in 2019, the town of Dixon through a parade and a rally for him that, as you'll see in the article on OKCThunder.com, uh, it's called Reflecting uh, on, on Draft Memories. There's some video that uh, that we got uh, of Isaiah riding, waving to the crowd, <laughs> <at> the <top laughs> down, he shows Very up,
0: presidential. Very, very presidential. <laughs> and
1: he, the, the parade culminates at the fire station. And I just, and, and, sorry, excuse me, the police station. I just, I always thought that that was, was just so... Quaint and quintessential that basically like the fire police compound. You know that's where they they had the, the culmination of the rally that's sort of like the the, the big institution there downtown in uh, in Dixon Illinois. So that was a really special one but but Paris as as you saw you know there's so many cool anecdotes from these guys whether you think of Teo Maladon or, or Alexei Pokaschevsky late at night having yeah. their draft parties in in Greece and in Paris and you know those are at you know 4 a.m and 2 a.m when they they heard their names get called. So a lot of different memories up and down for these guys.
0: And that's probably the second favorite part of just seeing how all of this works is there are a lot of international guys who are also tuning into this. And Nick, you and I have talked about, you know, keeping up with the Olympics and having to set some alarms here and there because the time difference is, you know, a little disorienting sometimes. But for such a big moment... You got to be up. You got to be ready. And I just, I picture Alexei Pokashevsky sitting at his his dinner table with his family. And you know, it is like in the middle of the night over there or really, really early in the morning over where they are and just trying to stay awake and be there for that moment
1: so that's the that's the other fascinating aspect of this is basically paris like so many of these guys except for last season when Mm -hmm. by heading into 2020 there was no draft workouts there was nothing none of those things that could really help scouting staffs you had mentioned earlier about players over the last couple weeks just going through this grueling process of flying all across the country and uh, trying to figure out how to get from point a to point b where they're going to be working out who's interested in them who's working them out but not necessarily interested more or or maybe don't have a pick in the range that they're projected to go so back in 2013 when muscala was going through all of this all he wanted to do was just sit on his couch hang out and find out what was going to happen it's kind of like what sam presti said before the draft lottery it was like he didn't really care as much about the pomp and circumstance Mm -hmm. he just wanted to find out where the thunder was going to be picking this season that's kind of how muscala felt and then the Atlanta Hawks traded for him, and that started to feel a little bit different. Like, okay, here's a team that really wanted me, and they made the move to go get me. And, uh, and so that was a pretty special feeling for him, too.
0: The, the last thing I'll say about just the excitement and the, the overall just emotion that comes with draft night, you do have a guy like Mike Muscala who – it's a grueling process in some regards. I just think back to, you know, recruiting and and being a part of like choosing a college. I get kind of those similar vibes of that. But there's also this aspect of being an inspiration to all of the little kids who see you. And I think I go back to Isaiah Roby, because there's a picture in the article of a little kid holding up a sign. He's in Dixon, Illinois, and he goes, I believe you can fly. And it's it's the cutest thing. And you think, for a guy like Isaiah being the first guy ever drafted to come from Dixon, Illinois, and now other kids in his hometown seeing that, that is just a beautiful thing for these guys to be able to be that to their communities and to other people like them.
1: Well, I think there's also a feeling of responsibility that comes after the draft and both Teo Maladone and Darius Baisley really spoke to this Paris where you know, so in some ways getting drafted to the NBA feels like the culmination of a journey when really that it's just the start of one and to Teo and to Darius, their mindset, as soon as they heard where they were going, flipped to, okay, now it's, now it's on my shoulders. Now it's my responsibility to go and get to work because after tonight, where I got drafted my, you know, the draft slot, all of that, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, the guy that got drafted number one and the guy that got drafted number 60, they're going to be mano a mano in practice in a couple weeks getting ready for uh, Summer League. And so at that point, it comes down to can you hoop and can you work and can you be a guy that helps the team and, and be somebody that is an asset on the floor and, and somebody that the organization can continue to project out. Uh, in terms of development and growth. And so that's the really cool thing to me about the perspective that I was able to get from a lot of these guys is, hey, draft night was awesome. And as soon as it was over, it was time to get down to business.
0: That is a perfect transition because it's time to get down to business and talk about (laughs) the numbers. Speaking of getting down to business, let's talk about the actual numbers that the Thunder is working with heading into next week's NBA draft. So the Thunder has six overall picks in this draft, three in the first round. They have the opportunity to pick at number six, 16, and 18. And in the second round, they also have three, 34, 36, and 55. So Gallo, what does all of this mean to you? What's going through your head as you're entering into this draft?
1: potentially like unprecedented assets in, in a draft, you know, to have a 10th of the draft, you know, 10% of the draft is under your control and to have five of the first 36 picks, that's impressive. Um, and it means that the Thunder has a ton of options, a ton of flexibility. Next week, I'll, uh, before the draft, I'll have an article that goes out um, that really sets the stage from Thunder general manager Sam Presti's perspective about this upcoming draft about the draft in general, the way that he sees it. And um, a couple of things just to lay out, you know, the Thunder is always trying to move up. Sam made the point uh, earlier this off season that if the Thunder's picking 60, they want to be picking 59. And if they're picking 59, they want to be picking 58. So they're always looking, you know, and exploring ways to do that. But they're also listening and they're answering the phone because somebody else's motivations might be different or unique. And just from a value proposition, it might make more sense for the Thunder to move back or move out. I don't think that that's something that Thunder has, has done since I've been here is move completely out of the draft or, um, or anything like that. But those options are available. And, you know, Sam says the Thunder can be adaptive. They can be creative and opportunistic and they're not fixed into this certain track. You know, it's clear that the team has wanted to get younger and they've wanted to invest in, in all of this draft capital that they have. Uh, But the ability to consolidate or the ability to push that capital down the line further is out there. The ability to go make a blockbuster move or the ability to stand pat, all of those things are on the table. And I think when Sam has that flexibility, that is something that he really is comfortable with and that he loves to be able to see the open field and understand that whatever lane is open and, and seems to be the most beneficial to the organization, that's the one that he can take.
0: And that flexibility becomes paramount and even more pertinent if there is a certain player in this draft that the Thunder is particularly interested in and particularly wants to go after, not just in terms of skill and ability, but also in terms of you have to remember the Thunder's been going through interviews and and workouts, and they've had a chance to uncover some of the character of these guys during these opportunities to be in the gym with these guys and talk to them and actually speak to them. So if there's a guy who really just kind of blends with this Thunder culture that really meshes well with the organization who has that Thunder mentality. That's a guy that could be somebody that they that the organization can be flexible and go after. So that's another thing to keep in mind here, that it's it's the person as much as it is the player.
1: You're going to hear the term fit hundreds of times over the next week. You know, Does this player fit with this team and that team and whatnot? There's a lot of different ways that a player can fit, and it's not just from an X's and O standpoint. It's not just uh, in terms of what position they play right now as an 18- or 19-year-old uh, compared to the other guys that are already in place on that roster. So much of that stuff can change. It's really about, as you're saying, Paris, the fit for, as a person. Who's going to be able to wear this OKC logo? Who's going to represent the city uh, in the community? And so all of those things are, are going into this decision as well. As you said, are we going is the team going to f- identify who that person is or, or two or three people? that as human beings, we want to use our assets to go and get that guy.
0: Well, a lot can happen in this draft. A lot of things can happen leading up to the draft, but you and I, Nick, we've got everybody covered. We will podcast once again after the draft and before then be on the lookout for Nick's article next week. It's going to have a lot of this information in there to get you ready for that draft night, exactly one week I've already said this like three times, but one week from today, just want to make sure that you have that date ready to go. So be on the lookout, OKCThunder.com. And as always, come back here, Thunder Basketball Universe. We've got you covered. Every year, the draft symbolizes the start of the next season. And so to get everybody in the right frame of mind, get everybody's mental right, we are going to have a TBU mock draft, but we are drafting in anticipation for everybody to be able to come back into our home arena here in Oklahoma City next season. We are drafting our top choices for arena food. This is very, very exciting. There's a lot that went into this. We already had a draft lottery before we started this podcast. So, the order that we are going in, and number one in the first round, Nick Gallo gets the number one pick. He is very excited. The entire Gallo family, the household really just went crazy there. Baby Camellia, I truly-
1: There were some, some shrieks of, of uh, excitement when uh, when the first pick came over to the Gallo family. And, and I'll leave this off with a, a fan favor, something that just, you know, it's good for all seasons, it's good for all people, it's good for all settings, it's good for all hunger levels. Oh boy. And that's the most, the snack that's identified with entertainment more than any other, and that's popcorn.
0: I knew you were gonna
1: that's, take pop, I knew popcorn, it. Paris. Get your popcorn ready is literally the statement that people make when they're about to do something crazy on the court. And it's it's perfectly shareable with the you know your significant other or your family members or whoever's sitting next to you. You know it's it can fill you up if you're if you're pretty hungry. If you just need a little light snack, you're not really ready for a full meal. You go popcorn.
0: Oh, popcorn is so excited right now, and I'm sure it <laughs> anticipated being the number one pick in this draft. Um, so popcorn's off the table. Well, yep, um, yep. there might be a blockbuster trade. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have the number two pick in the first round and since popcorn is now off the table I'm gonna go, I'm gonna have to go to the second best option which is still a fantastic option. It's It's one of those that you and you identify with like live entertainment okay you're okay. in a large arena. Um, it could also be like a fair food. I'm going with a soft pretzel.
1: Oh, good one.
0: Soft pretzel, a little bit of salt on it. okay I think that is classic just game night food when you smell it you'll want one instantly so I'm going with that that's my pick sauce pretzel
1: so I think what we're seeing here just you know early on in this draft is a real dedication to kind of the snack area foods salty definitely gotta gotta have a lot of salt involved so let's let's keep an eye on this draft moving forward and see if that's what these teams are valuing
0: well we included our producer on this Mr. Matt Bishop he has the third pick in the first round. Mr. Bishop, your pick.
2: Okay, well, I'm going to throw just a little bit of a curveball on what you guys have previously picked, and I'm going with uh, my third pick as the tacos from Tacos Camion. Uh, Oh, okay. This was something new that the arena introduced in the 19... 20 season and they have the um, al pastor and carne asada tacos, which are excellent. And yes, I do get the pineapple on the al pastor. I sent some photos to a couple friends of mine and they, some choice words for that, but um, hey, it's, it's still good.
0: See, here's why I admire this pick, but here's my beef. That is oh, a messy. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> that is a messy food choice that's, that's for an arena you know if you if you're gonna stand up if you're gonna cheer clap your hands you know you got taco all over your hands you know well that's so, bold. Yeah. it's a bold choice
2: yeah this is this is good for pre-game but it also ties into my next pick right i get first pick in oh, the. oh hang, hang on
1: one second hold on, hold i want to analyze i want to analyze the tacos just a little <laughs> bit more <laughs> so so Paris, you know this is this is like a developmental pick. This is the pick that you make when you have time, mm. when you can let this marinate a little mm. bit, when you can sit, you know, and, and hang out and have a, a beer at the Jack Daniels Club, and you can you can hang out and you can have those tacos. You're not you're not grabbing those and, and trying to to race back to your seat. That's not a win now. Type it's not pick. A,
0: it's not an immediate yeah. impact
1: player. Right, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but this is the pick that that's and this is also unlike popcorn and pretzels. This is going to hold you down. This is going to keep you satisfied so that you don't have to get up in the middle of the first or second quarter. So this is a high leverage pick by by Mr. Matt Bishop, our producer.
0: Nick Gallo with the high level analysis here. Okay. (laughs) All right. Let's keep this rolling. There are three rounds and we continue the lottery. Matt Bishop, as mentioned before, you are now on the clock. You have the first pick of the second round.
2: Well, I have to go with a very complimentary pick to my tacos and that is a margarita. Oh. Very good tall ones you get down there in uh, the first level, right as you're walking in. So, nothing better with a um, taco than some margaritas. Hey, Matt, so a
0: perfect pair.
2: He knows how to build a draft class, a complimentary <laughs> draft class right there. And the, those margaritas are so big that you just need one. So, once I get my tacos down, go up to my seat, I've got my margarita. I'm good for the rest of the game.
0: Alts on the rim?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs>
0: If only this draft was on a Tuesday, this would be so on brand Taco Tuesday, uh, but it's yeah. Thursday.
2: It's,
1: it's a it's Thursday.
0: True. All right, Nick, you have okay. the second pick of the second round.
1: Okay, well, once again, I'm going traditional. And you gotta go with a hot dog. You gotta get your you gotta get your arena hot dog. Okay. It's easy to eat. This is true. Uh, you know, you don't have to load it up with everything, just a little bit of ketchup and mustard and you're in good shape. It goes down easy. You can bring it to your seat. It really, you know, it just you feel like you're at a ball game. You feel like you. It's like when you were a little kid, you know, and you just, all right, I want a hot dog. You know, that's that's what your your parents got you whenever you went to the to the ball game. Yeah. Uh, it's easy. It's kind of you know you don't get hot dog. You don't. Nobody goes out to a restaurant and gets a hot dog. No. It's, the arena is the one place that you go. You know, a, a game is where you go and you eat a hot dog. And so, what else are you gonna do?
0: Okay, so I have a question now, right. and maybe we should have asked this before we started this draft. But are we eating these simultaneously? Are these like draft, you're sitting in your seat, or this is a pregame game Because I'm just picturing Nick Gallo with a bucket of popcorn and a, a hot dog in his th- hand. This
1: is, this is, you know, <laughs> over the course of your night at a Thunder game, these are the three things that you're going to have to round okay. out your experience. So, okay. you know, Bish is, Bish is in a good spot. He's got... His tacos. He's got his margarita. He has a clear path that he's headed on. Clear that night.
0: path. I think yes.
1: I, I, think I have a, a path that I'm, I'm headed towards too. Where you know I've, I've kind of got the more traditional lineup going right now. Yes. Um, and in Paris, we're gonna find out here right now. What's your second round pick? What's gonna, what's gonna pair with your pretzel?
0: With the third pick in the second round of the Arena Food Draft, Paris Lawson selects cotton candy.
1: Oh, okay. Ooh. All right. That's massive a massive
0: curveball here. And there's a theme if you haven't detected. I'm a big snacker. I like to snack. I, I'm not going to go to the arena and get a full meal. I really just want to be able to have at least one hand free in anything that I'm doing, cheer on the team, kind of clap a little bit. And cotton candy is just, it's delicious. It's something that I will never go out and buy myself. I will only treat myself if I am at a really awesome event like a Thunder Game. So it just elevates the experience for me.
1: Paris, you know, you're, you're holding off on getting any sort of uh, protein or um, <laughs> like a main course. You're you're pushing that off until until later rounds. You know,
0: zero nutritional value.
1: Yeah. It's all like, food. He's like I one hope you're of those fantasy so in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to go like. 6 a.m. workout or something <laughs>
2: exactly
1: she's like one of those you know fantasy football draft uh drafters that misses out on the running backs early and so they just wait until the very end of the draft and <laughs>
2: yeah. pick the, the flyer later on you know
0: at least you see where my priorities are yeah, yeah all in the taste i got it yeah. it's got a taste yeah. Yeah. Night.
2: So you, you, you gotta go all in for the fun right
0: exactly I'm, all, I'm not here to i'm not here for the nutritional value i'm here for the the good feeling and the good taste all right so we are now in the third round. This is the final pick for everybody. Nick Gallo, once again, with the first pick. What's your choice?
1: All right, so Paris, this is, this is gonna be something that I think you'll probably be able to relate to, which is when we walk into the arena, to get to our seats, we walk past this candy cart. And Ooh. it is the most amazing cornucopia <laughs> of candy yep. that you could ever possibly imagine. It is. And so, you know, I've got my hot dog. I've got my, my popcorn. I got to round it out with a little something sweet. Now, I in my personal life, I would normally go with, you know, some Starburst or some M&Ms or something like that. Uh-huh. But when we walk past this candy cart, every single time we walk into the arena, there's one thing that the sweat, the smell wafts through the air that is so powerful. <laughs> and it is the, the candied pecans. I Ooh. would normally not eat these. So I wouldn't necessarily pick them. But Paris, they smell so good. No, you're for so For my right. third round pick, I'm grabbing some candied pecans.
0: Once you get a whiff of candied pecans, <laughs> you cannot stop thinking about them. It's, it's, it's
1: literally the whole game. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah.
0: impossible. And, it, and what gets me is that I will smell candied pecans and it'll just smell good, but I won't necessarily tie my brain to that's candied pecans that i want right now i'm just thinking i want what smells good (laughs) it's like a candy
1: or sorry candles excuse me
0: yes it's like a candle exactly that is an interesting choice a little bit of a curveball but i completely understand
1: gotta gotta swing for the fences in the third round
0: totally get it and with my second pick in the third round i'm kind of right next to you there nick gallo gotta go with something sweet Um, Although I did have cotton candy in the second round. (laughs) As our listeners can tell, I have a massive sweet tooth. I'm going to call your
1: mom after this and ask her if she's okay with these. She will uh, not be surprised in
0: the least. (laughs) She'll be like, that tracks. Um, But with my third pick, I am going for Dippin' Dots. Gotta have Oh, wow. That's a go-to. And I know it's like a two-hand thing, but it's like... It's a necessity. And once again, this is all part of the experience. This is all part of being in that arena. I'm just choosing items of food that make me happy when I'm in the arena, so (laughs) gotta go with Dippin' Dots.
1: (laughs) The chocolate flavor. Ice cream of the future, right? Wasn't that the tagline?
0: That's right, that's right. Okay, Matt Bishop, let's round this out. You've got the third pick of the third round. What is your choice?
2: Okay. I got my protein with the tacos. I got my buzz with the margarita. Now (laughs) to to top it off, I'm gonna do top a waffle, which are the the waffles. They top them with the white chocolate or marshmallow drizzle. Whoa! And they can top them with uh, Oreo graham crackers.
0: Matt Bishop did not come to play.
2: (laughs) this is serious. This is serious business. Wow, this is that's
1: that's a high level pick.
0: It really is. That that was a sleeper. That was a sleeper pick.
1: That's like, like you got an all-star in the second round of the NBA draft, is what Bish just
0: did. That's there. that's what just happened, and um, I'm rethinking everything right now.
2: <laughs> it's a great night. Hopefully, Thunder win, and then by the time I get home, like I'm passing up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm really interested to see who of our viewers like chooses whose arena experience right now. I don't know about you, Nick, but as it stands right now, I think Matt Bishop uh, really came strong to this year's draft. Um, I might be second guessing all of my picks because of him. That's fine. That's how it goes sometimes. But... I'm here to take
2: over. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is why he is in charge of this podcast. And with that, that was a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to our producer and draft winner, Mr. Matt Bishop. And until next time, thunder up and catch you later.
1: And just one more thing before you go. Make sure you tune into the Olympics. Gabriel Deck in Argentina, they play their first game late Sunday night, July 25th. So be sure to tune in.